Well, it's noon here in Ventnor City, New Jersey, and, well, Washington, D.C., but there ain't nobody there that I care about today. Well, that's not true. Well, I care about <laughs> Laura. She's there today. And, and it's 9 a.m. in Sacramento, California, and this is news that you can use from CarEdge for Wednesday, December 13th, um, with me, Ray, and, well, not Zach, Justice. Justice, how are you this morning? I am doing really well. It's cold, but I but I'm still wait, doing wait, well. Wait, wait. wait. Uh, when no, you no, say no. cold, define cold. Yeah, don't start. It was 34 degrees this morning when I that's started cold. work. That's chilly. That's so that's actually cold. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. No, it was chilly in my apartment this morning. You know, because I don't. I turn the heat off at night when I go to bed, and it was uh, it was uh, 60 degrees in here when I got up this morning. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm. I am so lucky enough that in my um, in my apartment, I'm surrounded on three of the six sides with apartments, so I never turn on my heater. Well, there you have it. So my bill last month was uh, thirteen dollars. I don't want to hear it. I do not <laughs> want to hear it. Stop it! Stop it right now. Um, for those of one, for those of you wondering, where is Zach today? Well, Zach is. And on his way to New York for a board meeting, and I, I'm pretty sure when it's all done, it'll be a B-O-R-E-D meeting, but that's <laughs> just my opinion, um, because that's how I feel about most meetings. Uh, so we don't have Zach today, but he will be back with us tomorrow. But Zach was kind enough and gracious enough before he got on the train this morning to give us some direction. And he that's thought that we should start with, well, what's going on? in the apparently the uh, the plummet in the used car market. Yeah, plummeting prices yes. in the used yes. car market. That's right. So we're down again, yeah? Yes. Uh, another another week of major declines. Now, having said that, um, the declines, as, as Black Book described it, another week of large declines, but the overall level of declines showed some signs of slowing with an overall market decline of 1.49% compared to the previous week's decline of 1.86%. I want you to notice one thing, and I want you to look at the third column where it says 2017 to 2019 average for the same week. Um, well, the decline for the same week is more than double. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the historic average would be that that seems that that seems rather significant and it's more than double in the car segment and it's more than double in the truck segment and for those of you keeping score at home um some of these segments are are declining three three and a half percent a week which everybody hears me say it and then everybody says yeah but it's not happening in my neighborhood I know. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I get it. I, it's happening in somebody's neighborhood, just not yours. But these wholesale values are are down significantly looking at this, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, and there is something, and I think, you know, I know we've said it here before, and a lot of it in the comments, you know, a lot of this is more correction than mm -hmm. it is plummeting. Because, yeah, yeah, it's it's double what it was. 2017 to 2019, but that doesn't mean the prices are lower than they were in 2017 to 2019. They're not. We're 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 experiencing a correction. Yes, I, I think is really the best way to say it. And for those who say not in my neighborhood, because 
I hear that. I <laughs> I watch all the live shows you guys see me in the comments. And then I go and I look at deals in the area. Yes. Rem I, the, the one thing I got to remind people is asking price is not negotiated sales price. Those are two different numbers. Yes. And like I hear a lot in Chicago, uh, just for an example. And people are like, oh, no, in Chicago, prices aren't down, aren't down, aren't down. And then I work deals there, and the negotiated price is much, much lower than that <laughs> initial asking price. You know, they're, of course, they're not going to necessarily ask for lower price, but they know inventory levels. They know where it is. So, you know, you just make your counter offers and get it lower. So if you're not seeing it in your area, and not every dealer is. Good luck on a Kia dealer, for example. Exactly. But, but, um, but you know, make your counter offers. That's the only way to really see what it is in your area is to is to make those offers. And I am seeing gigantic drops. Good, and that's good to know. And and may I say, apparently, um, for today's headline was uh, you know a used car collapse, uh, used car prices plummet even more. Just so you know. <laughs> Um, I believe that Amtrak gives you double reward points, double <laughs> reward points um, for hyperbolic headlines for YouTube. So that's so, why. There we go. That, then. Yeah, that's yeah. why we we just, you know, nothing against you, Zach. And I know you're watching the show and I know you're you're commenting. Um, we just did a Telluride uh, at MSRP for a customer last night, shipped from New York City and saved $9,000 over yeah. over there. You have, uh-oh, I'm in trouble. I got the bad, <laughs> bad Facebook. Uh, but yes, the, the point is that if, if you're just waiting for dealers to lower their price and advertise their lower price, um, you very well might be waiting for a very, very long time. It is it is not what the asking price is. It's what the ultimate selling price is. Yeah. And, and you hit the nail on the head. And you can't find that out if you just look at the ad. The way you find that out is to actually go in and negotiate on it. And, and I see the comments every day. Yeah, well. Uh, my dealers all told me about the prices. The well, I don't know how the hell are we no. finding deals for people? Yeah, not every dealer is going to be great. Like I'm in an area, and I will be. This is going to sound contradictory. I'm in an area where dealers are completely unreasonable. I really okay. am. Like the Sacramento area, dealers here are just ridiculous. Yes, but if I go 15 minutes out of the way. The dealers are not ridiculous. It doesn't take that long. Like, so any of those in Northern California, you know, I go to Vacaville, Marysville, Placerville. They're all good. Like, you can get good deals. So yes. if when you're saying your local market, you mean you know, the 12 blocks around your house. Okay, then go, go a few miles out. But, you know, no matter where I'm looking, I can find deals, you know, within 100 miles, basically. You know, you may not be able to shop in in your city. Uh, and I get that, you know, some areas are like that. But that doesn't mean every dealer is like that. Here, we do have a couple good dealers. But yeah, we're we're still in a, my Toyota dealer here, my old Toyota dealer, uh, still charging markups on Corollas. Well, 
are, 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 let me ask you a question. Or asking, because I haven't Thank negotiated. You. I, uh, yeah, yeah. You're, right. you're right. Yes. Are, are they asking. charging markups or are they asking for markups? Yeah. And those, those are two completely different yep. things, as you well know, because you deal with it every day with with our car edge customers who are seeking advice on how to negotiate a car deal. You can ask anything you want for whatever it is you're trying to sell. It doesn't mean you're going to get it. It is merely an ask. The hope is that there is some moron that will walk through the door and go, yeah, that, yeah. that seems good. Okay. Where Unfortunately, I think there's a lot of those. Yeah. Well, yeah, which is why dealers do it. Yeah. And then there's the the educated few, the people that we try to help every day, um, the, the people that we've tried to help with knowledge is power, um, you know, where they can apply that knowledge and really have the power that are seeing that you can indeed negotiate off of that ask. It's just an ask. It's not a mandate. It doesn't mean you yeah. have to. And oh God, I'll, I'll say this just one more time. Okay, and you possess the strongest two-letter word in the history of mankind and negotiations, and that two-letter word is N-O. No, keep saying no, okay? And if that particular dealer says, well, then get out, do yourself a favor. Get out. Go find the one that's going to work with you because they are out there. Never, ever, ever be afraid to walk out of the dealership if you don't feel as if you're getting a fair deal. You got the greatest gift of negotiation, the most leverage. They need your money, okay? They don't eat unless they sell, sell something. So they actually need your money. You've got the leverage if you if you say, I'm leaving, and you get up and you leave, or if you say no, I believe you can do better, and by believing you can do better, here's where I think we need to be, and then either they're going to negotiate or they're not, and if they're not, go find the dealer that will, because they, they are out there. Justice deals with them every day. Uh, yes, absolutely. I've, we're on the wrong side. How did that happen? That's okay. You know. <laughs> um, but yeah, absolutely. Like, they, just to that point, we have someone here who just said, uh, here it is, uh, 24XLE Camry, blackout terrier in Florida is bad. Have you gone to Earl Stewart? Well, is, is a black interior bad in Florida because it's hot as hell? Oh. A black interior is hotter. Okay, you know, I sold cars in Arizona, okay, <laughs> yeah. in the in an absolute desert. And we used to, you know, somebody would say, well, how much hotter is the black interior over a tan interior and a leather interior? And I, I used to go, I don't know, I'm guessing it's like 7, 8, 9, 10 degrees. So a guy brought a thermometer one day. It was about 25 degrees difference. <laughs> you know, yeah, but it's a big, it's a big difference. Yeah. It is a big difference. Um but I, I don't think I, I, I don't think that impacts people's choices quite as much because I don't know, air conditioners are pretty good in cars today. Yeah, they are. 
you know, so I, I wouldn't let a black interior dissuade me from getting a, uh, a Toyota Camry in Florida or even in Arizona. You know, there's things like window tint and air conditioning. Yep. And, and window tint is really good now. Good it's window like, tint. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Um, so what else we got? Uh, you know, that was going to be, be my question. Okay, I noticed so, under your name, it says <laughs> recall. Um, okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, you so know, we can go to that one. Sure. So we are doing a quote-unquote recall Yes. for Tesla's 2 million vehicles recalled for autopilot safety flaws. Yes. So this is my one of my favorite stories of the day, <laughs> actually. Yeah, so I figured uh, I'd let you have fun with this one. Yeah, so the recall, first off, I think we need to start separating out recalls. Yes. We're kind of at a weird place now, right? Where you know, if you say recall, we think we got to take it into the dealer. We got to get exactly. something, you know, the brakes need to be fixed. Uh, got to replace the airbag. This is an over-the-air update. Um, and Ray, what was what's the flaw? Um, <laughs> that that uh, well, I know it scared the hell out of me. But the but the flaw is that that people are supposed to keep their hands on the steering wheel or near the steering wheel, and and they're suggesting that the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration is suggesting that there needs to be, um, I think, stronger warnings from. Tesla within the car that says, "Hey, get your hands closer to that steering wheel, damn it!" Um, you know, and and so that's realistic. I mean, it's the flaw is that that some of these people driving it think that they don't have to do anything. So, so the flaw is not in the car. The flaw is is the person behind the wheel in the car. How do how do you how do you address that? <laughs> yep. So it already times. And if on the third time, if you haven't fixed it, it disables autopilot, which yes. is actually kind of scary because you could be traveling down the highway <laughs> and it'll just slow to a complete stop in the middle of the highway if you're not paying attention. It's like, say, you fell asleep. Um, but they're saying that we need more chimes and more alerts. But the uh, the flaw, according to the National yeah. Highway Traffic Safety Administration, is the drivers. Yes. I'm like, okay, that's that's an interesting recall. I've never heard of a recall because drivers aren't doing what they're supposed to do. Because when you engage it, you you were in the Tesla, you saw when yes. when it gets engaged, you get an alert. Hey, you have to keep your hands on the wheel. This is not level five autonomous driving. You have to keep your hands on the wheel. You got to pay attention. Blah blah blah. Uh, you know, and it has all the chimes and stuff. And the word just saying it it needs more. But I just found this. To be a really weird recall because the recall is a driver issue. Yeah, more than anything, it's a human <laughs> issue. It is not a mechanical issue, um, and it's not necessarily a software issue. In, unless, unless you can do some type of over-the-air um, update in human brains. Yeah, and and trust me, you can't because the educational system in this country has proven that you cannot. Um, <laughs> so, so that. If if it's a human issue, if it's human error, then well, you know, and, and God knows I bash Tesla as 
everybody likes to remind me every chance I get. But this is not a Tesla issue. And and I did see someone somewhere say, yeah, well, won't it be fun for Tesla to figure out how to take care of this for 2 million vehicles without having a dealership network? And, and yeah, it, it'll be pretty easy. They'll hit the switch on the computer that says, uh, do the over-the-air update. On, yeah. Yeah, it's not like you have to take it into a dealership for this, but you you need. I I guess maybe what what the government wants is like a a friggin' cattle prod in the driver's seat that that hits you in the ass and 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 kind of says, "Get your hands back on the wheel, moron," um, because that's that's really what we're talking about. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I I agree. It's. But to to the, a lot of the detractors of full self driving cars, um, that that is the problem right now. Is isn't the technology? It's the humans yes. behind it. Like yes. we're not at the point of level five self driving. I think we all realize that. We saw what happened in San Francisco and the California DMV pulling uh, crews and all that out and saying, mm-hmm. you know, we're not there yet. And Tesla is like, yeah, we're not there. We want you to have your hands on the wheel so we can train the car to eventually be there. Yes. The problem is people are non-compliant, as we all know. So so we're running into these issues, but they're, they're human issues. And I don't know how you fix that. I just really don't, because when we did it in Detroit, first off, <laughs> my car has it and I've never done it yes. because I'm just not, <laughs> I'm not comfortable. Uh, doing that so i don't know the you see videos of people sleeping and like i don't know how you are comfortable doing that i can i can't even take my hand off the wheel so that's weird to me but but i don't know how you fix this more alerts is their is their thing and the the rollout started yesterday and you know are going to continue through the rest of the month for all two million affected vehicles but i mean it's it's just more alerts and i think i don't know to me, again, there's three alerts already. I don't know how many more you need. You know, uh, well, you know, apparently you need many more. Um, y- y- you know, if you ever if you ever go to a hardware store and you look at a ladder and you look at all the various warnings that are on a ladder, <clears throat> that they have to put a warning on there for stuff that you would think, well, why would you? How could somebody be this stupid to want to use a ladder in this match? Where, where, where there it is. Just, you are dealing with human stupidity, okay? And there are not enough warnings for human stupidity. Well, why, no. why didn't it tell me that? Well, if I'm this stupid, that, yeah, <laughs> that I really shouldn't do it. Um, and I know with Tesla, there was a complaint from the FTC in the beginning of being missold right they were sort of and and they didn't like the name autopilot exactly because it was suggesting that it was level five and people don't know what that is and it's not if you're not involved in it you don't even know what level five is so and i and i get that and it sort of was named there but you have to read through all the information to know how to use it and people just aren't so they're just like okay yeah let's it's it's autopilot, so I'm just gonna you know lean back and take care of it. And even though Tesla's saying it's not, but that I think was a valid criticism, like calling it full self driving. Yes, that you know, the, okay, that's a legitimate criticism. This thing is like okay, you gotta. 
I don't know. I don't know how to fix that. I, I, I don't know how you do either. Can we can we talk about something um, that I am really proud of from a car edge perspective and how we were, I'd like to say, champions of helping mm -hmm. to bring this about. Can you pull up the article about the FTC? Yes. Very happy about this article. I was excited yesterday when I saw this. Yes, the, the, the FTC finalizes the car buying rules to rein in junk fees and bait and switch advertising. Now, let, 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 let me first say that these new rules and regulations mean nothing without, I don't know, actually enforcement. Okay, so there has to be enforcement. But the idea behind it is that dealerships can't, force you to buy things that a have no value can't charge you junk fees have to be more upfront with you as to what the ultimate cost of a vehicle is um and and everybody can relax including the dealers because none of this is going into effect until july of next year i don't know if it's july 1st or july 30th 2024 yeah so that that gives that gives uh, customers um, and dealers, well, hell, the opportunity right through uh, July 29th to stick it to, to each <laughs> other, um, <laughs> where where the dealers will feel like, well, we don't have to comply just yet. Um, but the idea is that if you advertise a price, that should be able to be the price that the customer can actually buy it for. Um and that you have to give detailed explanations as to what all the fees are. Now, there was a, a study that was commissioned by NADA, the North, uh, what is it? Um, North National, American. Na National, National Automobile Dealers Association. It was commissioned by them to say, oh, no, the FTC's got this all wrong. And I'm thinking to myself, well, this organization that did the study for NADA was, well, I don't know, probably the doctors that the tobacco industry used to say that yeah. uh, uh, smoking doesn't cause cancer. Um, so you can do a study to get it to say whatever the hell you want it to say, yeah. um, or you could make it say whatever the hell it is you want it to say, even though it might not have really said that. But it, it is to a degree a victory for all of us, for consumers trying to buy an automobile. Erin Witte, God bless her, should be extremely happy. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm thrilled. The good dealers out there should are thrilled. Yeah, they are. Yeah. They've the been calling dealer. for this for two, for a long time. We've had a few of them on Auto Insiders. Yes. We're like, yeah, we need, to, we need this in here so it's a level playing field. And and it, it there's nothing wrong with I don't know advertising the price that the person could actually buy it for. Um, so I want to I want to thank all the viewers that we've had over the years that when it was time for public comments to the FTC about why these yeah. rules should go into effect, um, they they received more public comments on this issue than just about any other issue. And the vast majority of those were from people who mentioned us. Um, we were kind of champions of it. 
we believed strongly in it, still do. Um, I, I, I believe this will help make our job easier in trying to rein in the industry to, I don't know, do car edge pricing with us, to, to create that nationwide dealer network where dealers will want to sign up with us to be transparent, to, to allow us to handle all aspects of the, of the, uh, of, of the transaction so that customers will know everything up front about what it is that they're buying. So I, I my hope is that this helps us expand our, our national trusted dealer network. Um, and I'm, I'm just, I'm just proud of everybody at car edge that was involved in asking for public comment and, and, um, and all of our listeners and viewers who participated to help bring this about. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm very proud of, of all the, you know, the part we played in, in this and the comments and all that. Um, you know, it, it's great to see, I get, like you said in the beginning, of course, it means nothing without some enforcement. Yes. We need some enforcement. I mean, I think not, I think I know Aaron, um, had some comments on that on, you know, how many people they have yes. to enforce, which yeah. is, uh, you know, uh, her and like two people. Yeah. Uh, basically. When she worked so, in the Virginia yeah. uh, attorney general's office on something similar to this. So it, it may take some, it's going to take some figurehead lawsuits to, to, to get that in there. So I'm making examples of a couple of dealers. What I, what I found was interesting was, a very provocative statement from the NADA on this, which was I highlighted here. The FTC made up data to support its claims. That is an enormous yes. claim to make. Yes. Like, wow, that is a that is a bold statement to say they made it up. Like they're not saying they just manipulated it. They're saying they just made stuff up. That is that is crazy. And I've seen, you know, the the things the FTC proposed and the reasons they were proposing it. And we see it every day. I don't I didn't see anything made up there I, at all. But what a what a provocative statement to make. That that is a very pr provocative statement to make, especially when you consider that if anybody's making stuff up, um, it's dealers. Um, yeah. You know, when you when you have thirty nine hundred ninety five dollars for the Brandon advantage or when you yeah. have uh, twenty nine hundred ninety five dollars for the friends and family program from a dealer in, in Florida. I mean, there are no more creative people on the face of the planet than those in dealership marketing and some of the BS that they can come up with um, it. it, it it never ceases to amaze me, um, you know, the, the the packages that they can come up with to throw on cars to, to raise the price of them. So if anybody could make up anything, it would be the dealers and, and, the, and the National Automobile Dealers Association, in my opinion, yeah. strictly in my opinion. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's for anybody to suggest that the way we buy and sell cars in this country is fair, honest, and transparent. 
So that that's just somebody that's going to blow smoke up your ass every moment of every day. It's just that simple. There there there's no way there's no other way to say it. If you're going to say that the way these cars are bought and sold in this country and the and the business practices at dealerships for the most part are fair and above board, you're just a born liar. Yeah, I mean, I think the easiest thing I can point to without even the Brandon advantages of the world is um, any state that does not have a cap on their dock fee. <sighs> Look at what their dock fees in. In Georgia, it's now averaging $799. I've seen as high as $2,000 in Florida. Like, come on. Like, you could just look at just straight at dock fees where the dealers are not capped and see what, yes. what is really going on. And we have, you know, we have good dealers like Mullinex, Four Down yes. in Florida that are doing zero dock fees. Same with Earl Stewart, right? And they're because... They know that this is just crazy. Uh, so I think you look just at the dock feed to know what is really going on in the industry and who the sort of the sharks are. Uh, we're capped at $85 here in California. And I used to say, but we make it up everywhere else. But look, I'm starting to see $600 in registration fees all over the country now in all kinds of states. And I saw, you know, 10% sales tax in Washington. So look, California's not even leading the way in that junk anymore. So it's just crazy. You know, I've I've seen like electronic filing fees of five hundred dollars, and yeah. and and they make it sound like that's a state fee. Well, you know, how much could the electronic filing fee really be? Uh, five bucks, ten yeah. bucks. <laughs> it's, it's not five hundred. Okay, um, and, and and that's it, what the dock fees for anyway. Yes. So, so, you know, when you see, especially in Florida, when you see dealers advertise a low price and then they have a $1,499 dock fee and a $500 electronic filing fee, and it, well, those are all just absolute profit centers. Yeah, I could, I could sell, I could make my selling price $1,500 lower if I knew I was going to add $1,500 right back in. Yeah. So. Like, if I may speak as a coach for a minute to that yeah. very point. So sometimes we get these comments on the car it's fair price. And we, we got one yesterday. It was, a, well, the fair, your fair price is higher than this dealer's asking price is in the first place. Mm -hmm. and, and I say this all the time, which is show me the out the door. To, please don't look at the selling price. That doesn't. If they're adding $2,000 dock fee and a $1,500 advantage package and show me the out-the-door price, we're going off of realistic expectations of discounts in the market and assuming that we're not adding all this junk in there. So you got to compare out-the-door with out-the-door pricing on these, not asking price because there's exactly. so much of a game in there. Exactly. And, and to Joshua, thank you for the contribution. What value does a dealership add to the car? They don't add value to the car. They add value to the experience. And, and what do I mean by that? Well, cars are the second most expensive purchase in any human's life. Okay? Right behind real estate. You need to drive a car before you buy a car. Where can you do that? 
you need dealerships for that. You need something for that where, where they can have test drive centers where there's one of every model, whatever it is. So dealerships add the ability to be able to test drive and learn about vehicles. Um, is, is that a value add to you as a customer? It should be. If it's not, then shame on you as a customer. If you're going to say to me, well, I don't need to have to drive a car before I buy it. Well, then, well, then good. When you've bought it and it turns out you don't like how it rides, shame on you. Not shame on the dealer, not shame on anybody else. Um, there are some salespeople at dealerships that actually know about the product that they sell. There are some dealerships that employ concierges and geniuses and product specialists who aren't even allowed to sell you the vehicle, but they are allowed to share their knowledge about the vehicles so that you can make a better purchasing decision. That's an added value. And, and, and that costs money. Now, I'm not going to sit here and defend everything that every dealership does, but there are values to what a dealership can add to the process. Just having vehicles available, having a service department, having a parts department. You know, God forbid you need a part um, and your local parts store doesn't have one. Uh, well, then maybe your local dealership would. That's a value. And, and because of those values, dealerships, dealerships are entitled to be able to have some type of return on their investment. Do we think dealerships could do it better than many of them are doing it today in a more refined, open, honest, and transparent manner? Absolutely. That's what the hell we're trying to do. Um, and we're, we're trying to clean up an industry that desperately needs to be cleaned up. But dealerships add value, whether you want to admit to it as a customer or not. They absolutely add some value. I'm they off do. my soapbox now. No, I I agree. Like they're they're I fight dealerships all the day, all day long, every day. But look, they're good dealers, and they do have some value. And the ones that do, as you said, the education on the vehicles are great. Now, do all of them do it? No, they don't. Like oh. you know, some of them are not trained. At, some people are not trained at all. But but the ones that do, like, it's good to get in there and get educated about the vehicle and know. And and those who can qualify you, what features do you like in a car? You know, what are you looking for? Maybe there's a better car that fits you that you just don't even know about. You know, th these are good experiences. And I do caution on this because I, I I like Tesla. Everyone knows I like Tesla. I bought Tesla. Going through that network, if everything was direct to consumer like Tesla, Remember, Tesla is non-negotiable. Mm -hmm. What do you think is going to happen? They're all going to raise. Remember how everyone raised their MSRPs? And they'll all do that. And there's no negotiation. So it's just, you take it. With a dealer, you get a fighting chance of some negotiation, you know, under invoice and some vehicles. We see that all the time again, you know, like we used to, you know, there's something there. But you know, you go to the, an agency model where you're selling directly. Sorry, you'll never negotiate again. And those prices guaranteed will all go up because there's nothing you can do about it. Mm -hmm. So dealers are not useless. Uh, there's a lot of bad ones. 
Yes. But there's a lot of good ones too. Um, but but they're not useless. I, I'm, I'm not anti-dealer. Dealers serve a purpose whether consumers want to believe it or not. Yeah. And, and not every dealership employee is a POS. No. Not everyone is. No. Okay. Um, lots of them are literally are there to try and help you make a more informed and more intelligent buying decision. Do they hope when they're doing that? Do they hope that when you make that buying decision, you buy from them? Absolutely they do, because that's how they get paid. Okay. But that doesn't make them a bad person because they're they're trying to educate you and sell you at the same time. And both of those can be true, by the way. <laughs> and and you'll decide um which is more important to you, building that relationship and sharing that information with you or um, just price. And and sometimes I had people that would pay me more because uh, I provided more information and more service and more knowledge and, and more caring. And, and, you know, when you say, well, what can a dealer do for me? I don't know. I remember when, I worked at Tisher Accurate in Laurel, Maryland, and, and I had moved from Arizona. And we had these people who I just met that day, and they 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 had a bakery business, a bread business in, in Baltimore, and they had like a TL with 70-some thousand miles on it, and it had a transmission problem. And I didn't know these people from Adam, but I listened to their story, and I said, let me let me talk to the factory service representative and see if there's anything I can get the factory to do on your behalf. And it turned out I got the factory to pay for like three quarters of the repair. Okay. Yep. And and these people did hadn't hadn't even purchased the car from us. They serviced with us, but they hadn't purchased the car from us. They were so thankful. Okay. I didn't have to do that. What the hell? I figured Acura had more money than these people had. Let, yeah. them, let, let them offer some goodwill. And, and they did. And the people were thankful and, and it helped them out. And it, and it mm -hmm. helped create a future new car customer for Tisher Acura that day. So, People, people in dealerships can bring value and do for you things that you didn't even know could be done. I'll just leave it there. Yeah. I, I do want to, you know, we're, we're bumping Don't, up against yeah. our time. I just want to answer a couple of the chats Absolutely. real fast. Um, is the car edge fair price an OTD or baseline selling price? Do you want to take that, Ray? Uh, that is a baseline selling price, less any any factory incentives, uh, plus tax, title, license, and dock fees. Which we, when you're on the vehicle's details page, yes. if you scroll down, we have a calculator there that is estimating based on your state, not your zip code, um, the fees that you're probably likely to pay. And that'll be really close on there, on those fees. Um and then Juan asks, how do you start checking the proper price to pay for a vehicle? Uh, car Edge data. 
plan. Nine ninety nine a month, you can unlock all the fair prices on all the vehicles on our site, and we'll tell you our new vehicles are great. I love our new VDP page. Let me bring one up here, just because I really love our new VDP page. <laughs> it's really fun. Let me well, see. You know, the team has done just yeah. a remarkable job in refining. So if you look at this, we're saying target discount. $500, so 1% off on the Honda Pilot uh, Trail Sport in this area. You know, click on, you know, all kinds of vehicles. Every vehicle you get will be a little bit different. Um, here we're saying 1.75%. So get into there, get the car edge data, and you can see a good starting price. And if I scroll down to what we were just talking about here earlier, you'll see the average dock fee. $799. Ridiculous. Yes. Uh, but that is the average for the state. That is just what it is. And then you'll see the title fees, registrations, and taxes estimated there. So that is the best way to start looking. And then, of course, you have your coaches and we have our concierge service. If you don't want to do it yourself. Yeah. We will be happy to help you. And you can also utilize our uh, our community forum. Yep. Which... So, um, Best free forum on the internet. And it just keeps growing and growing and growing. And the amount of information that is shared between like-minded people is just absolutely incredible. So all yeah. kinds of things. Well, Should Ray, we, we're <clears throat> over our time as always. When yeah, you and well, I get together. Because <laughs> we, we both like to talk too much. Um right. So let me say this, Zach, Zach will be back tomorrow um, and we will be back here on Car Edge at noon Eastern, nine Pacific time. And um, I want to thank Justice for not being Zach and filling in today. And I want to thank all of you who participated in the show today for doing that. And we will see you back here. Well, tomorrow. Thanks so much, everybody. Have a great day.